Hello, lovely listeners. It's so great to have you here. I'm so excited to be sharing my brand new podcast, The Warrior Journals, with you. For this first episode, I'm interviewed by my friend, Neil. He's at the radio station interviewing me. And unfortunately, because of coronavirus, I can't be there with him, which means you might notice some change in sound quality. This is for the first one, and we're going to be getting up on it and getting it sorted for the next session. So stick with me, enjoy the content, and the sound quality will be improved as we move forward in our next stories. Anna Anderson, The Warrior Journals. Stories of inspiration, hope and transformation to inspire you on your journey through life. This is why I get so excited about life because the way that I look at it, we are all born with this unlimited potential and we come into this world and things happen and we get stuck and this layers into our belief system and if I let my beliefs become... I'm a single mum, I'm not capable, I'm not worthy, I can't achieve the things that I want to, I use alcohol to feel better, I'm hiding away from the world. My world would have got smaller and smaller and smaller and that is what my life would have become. Acceptance, love and growth. Sometimes the hardest times become the very best. Hello, this is Anna Anderson and welcome to The Warrior Journals, my brand new podcast which I'm so excited to be launching where we will be talking about inspiring stories, tales of inspiration, wisdom, intuition and growth from um, everyday real life people. This time, for the first time, um, I will be interviewed by my good friend and equal warrior in life, Neil Long, who will be guiding me through my story um, so that I can share it with you. And then as we move through these um, journals, we'll be hearing from lots of other inspiring people. Absolutely brilliant. And I jump in at this point and say thank you so much for inviting me to do this. It's an, abs- it's an absolute privilege because I'm an absolute sucker for an inspiring story. It's quite big, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite a big thing, this. Um, how, how did it all start for you, Anna? Such a great question. And I'm, I'm so excited to be doing this. I'm, I can't even imagine where it's going to go. But the reason that this has all begun is because the, the reason that I do what I do is because of my story. And I think stories is where we come alive. We tell our children stories. We tell our stories. We make sense of the world through stories. Mm. Um, and I think the power of storytelling is just incredible. Um, and it's through telling my story that I give um, people hope, that I give people wisdom, that I find my own growth and my own development and my own my own path, if you like, you know, it's almost through looking back and seeing the journey that I can see the growth. Um, And I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't had the dark times, if I hadn't had the challenges. And um, I think sometimes it can be so difficult when we're going through really difficult times in life that we get stuck in those or we can feel like it's never going to end or we feel like this is us or this is our lot. Um, But really, with hindsight, which is a wonderful thing, um, you know, I can see and I know lots of people that I already speak to about their story that actually it was the best thing that ever happened to them. And there's that quote, I don't know if you know it, I'm sure you do, by Rumi that says, where the wound is is where the light comes in. And it's like, you know, it's that sense of things have got to break apart for us to be able to grow. Um, and I think sometimes there's real beauty in in the challenges of life and we can turn them into what we want them to be. 
I think that is inspiring and I think that is amazing. And, I mean, very recently I've been through, just I think coming out the other end of a very challenging time, actually. So everything you said really, really spoke to me. And it's so true. It is so true, Anna, that when you're in it, you think there is never going to be any way out. And at that point, despair sets in all kinds of emotions, emotions I haven't felt for years you know, yeah. we're coming up. I thought, oh my God, I thought I dealt with this years ago. I'm getting, so, I was getting emotions that my, I would have felt when I was five, fifteen, twenty-five. I'm like, what is happening? It feels so dark, doesn't it? It yes. feels so dark, so heavy. You know, there's that image of Carolina you know, pulling something dark and heavy behind us, yeah. and that, that real belief. I don't know if you felt it too, but I'm never going to feel better. I'm always going to be carrying this. And that's and the worst I'm, thing. That's the worst thing. You think yeah. it's going to be. You think it's going to be permanent when you're going through it. You think it's going to be permanent. And also some of the support I've received from close family members. It was. It was. They're, they're able to see it from a much more objective point of view. I was just seeing. I was just sort of so. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I was so lost in my own thoughts about it. I couldn't see there was a whole world out there where someone somewhere probably had been through the same thing and found a solution. So doing yeah. so doing a podcast like this is, I think, one a fantastic service to people because it's a horrible, horrible place to be stuck in, Anna. It really is, and I'm speaking from personal experience. And... And indeed, a brave thing to do, you know, to, to share your story. And you're right; storytelling's been used by humanity for for eons. Why? Be- because of its power. Because of you know, th- these are how wisdom traditions start, I guess. And and they come exactly. and they yeah. come and they come down through the through the shaman or through the medicine man or through the wise man. There's almost there's almost a real move back to back to you know back to this rather than the modern day world that we've created of you know news and everything being in 15 second sound bites normally negative but you know I, I just imagine sitting around a campfire and sharing and sharing and stories. Sh- sharing stories of the day so consider yeah. consider this the campfire version of a podcast oh, i but, love that i absolutely yeah. love that the campfire version um and you know i think i think in modern society which has put so many pressures on pressures on us um we we kind of expect everything to feel good all the time and if we feel low or down or sad it's, it's unwanted we push it down it's unwanted and so part of the inspiration um behind me wanting to to do these stories is that um it's normal to feel it's normal to have a full range of human emotion and actually mm. we have to go through it um we're not going to be happy all of the time um it's impossible to do that and you know there is some beliefs out there that you can be as happy as sad as you felt you know there's a range and you can only go as high as low as you have low and I like that you know like actually the lower we go the higher we can go and it's okay it's safe to feel it's safe to be in those places you are speaking my language soul sister because this is what I've learned (laughs) the the hard way I wish I'd met you a couple of months ago actually (laughs) but it, it, it is okay to feel what you feel because the minute you accept it and can be with it and this is what I've learned from some wonderful mindfulness teachers it goes away faster it's, it's, it's the resistance of it but you're right there is this idea in modern day society that we have to be perfect and beautiful and happy all the time and uh, like an advert for a washing powder you know beautiful kids you know beautiful wife beautiful husband sparkling lovely big house you know that sort of thing what a load of old nonsense, right? Exactly, exactly yeah. that. And I love the words that you've used there. You use resistance and acceptance. And I mean, two of the post- most powerful things that we can achieve in, in our human existence, right? And I, mm. I, um, I, resistance creates more pain mm. and acceptance is where healing is. And Cause, um, cause it you, doesn't necessarily happen that easily, though. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to ask next. You know, you know what I'm going to ask next. Because we're all, we're, we're all busting to know. 
What, we, we've teased them. We've teased them enough, Anna. <laughs> we've teased them enough. Now, come on. The talking stick has been passed to you round the campfire. I'm, uh, and I'm we now want it gladly. And now we want to hear from you. So the forum, okay. I, I'm going to be quiet, and the forum is yours. Well, thank you. It's an honour to do so. What a privilege. So um, my story and the reason that I am where I am today and I do what I do is one of true growth, one of real depth. <laughs> of darkness and it started when I was well really the the awareness of it I guess began when I was 28 and I think we can all go back to our childhood and and identify areas where things might have started you know there but really my story started when I was 28 and I became single and pregnant um, I was before that point climbing the corporate ladder I'd been to university I was ticking all of those perfect boxes that we've just talked about and life was good but it wasn't it didn't have any depth and it didn't have any awareness but i didn't know that it didn't at the time you know i was i was young and and relatively naive and thought everything was all right and then this this situation occurred and it took me to places that i didn't i hadn't been before um i had my son and um that was all fine and i my son and i had a really really close relationship immediately i adored him as soon as he was he was in the world um but his father and I had a very very challenging relationship and um when he was about six weeks old it got to a point where I remember being stuck in fear absolute fear and I think what that led on to and I didn't know at the time was actually some PTSD I was in a real place of trauma um and Isaac started to go and stay with his dad from an age where probably I wasn't able or ready to be able to deal with it. I didn't have any friends that were in a situation that was similar. I hadn't managed to find any support groups or anyone that I could speak to. So I felt really lonely. I felt really dark. I felt Mm. exhausted. I was obviously, you know, vulnerable as a new single parent. Um, and I, I guess to a degree hormonal and emotional, there was an all sorts of, He he didn't sleep for four years. Um, All sorts of things going on. But all of a sudden being thrown into motherhood alone. Um, And I remember when Isaac used to go to his dad's, I would physically start shaking. And the sound of my doorbell would... It's still, if I hear a doorbell now, it still has the same playback for me. It's this immediate fear because somebody was going to come and take my child. And it it was his dad, but it didn't feel safe. And I didn't feel safe. And so this triggered a range of different emotions for me that just carried on for years. And and I was, I, I didn't have any coping mechanisms. I didn't have anything in my toolbox to be able to um, deal with all of the things that I was feeling. So I went into real dark, dark times of depression, real sadness. And I moved out of London when I was about one. Um, but then I was started to commute into the city. So I was doing a three-hour commute a day or with a child. I used to commute with him because I wanted him near me. Um, so we'd get up at, I don't know, 5.30 and leave the house. I remember pushing him to work and the stars were still out and I was like this isn't this isn't right he hadn't slept through for years um and I was doing a job that I wasn't didn't have the capacity to do anymore because I was so tired and I was ex- incredibly lonely um and I was using alcohol and food to fill up voids that I didn't know how else to fill up um so my whole world completely fell apart 
and I lost every part of who I recognized um, in myself. And the one thing that I did have was this really deep, close connection with my son, who I adored. I adored being a mom and I adored having him. But everything else around me felt tough, hard and dark. Um, and I think I, lots of people, I don't know if you feel like you've got your like rock bottom, but my rock bottom, Isaac had just gone to his dad. It was 10.30 in the morning and I cracked open a bottle of gin. And I didn't think about it being my rock bottom at that point because I carried on drinking for the whole day. Um, there was, I, I had to numb the pain. I couldn't handle it anymore. And um, the next day I woke up and something inside me said, you can do better than this. You've got more to share with the world than this. And the next day I searched. <laughs> I searched for jobs for mums on Google okay. <laughs> and what came up, this is not, this is, don't come to me for job advice, by the way. Um, what came up was a yoga teaching franchise. So I bought it on a credit card and I handed my notice in at my job, my well-paying job as a single parent with no other money coming into the house. I wasn't a yoga teacher. Um, and I'd done a few classes and was no way proficient for a yoga teaching franchise for me to teach yoga um, and gave up my well-paid city job. How long ago was this? <laughs> Six years. Six years ago, OK. Yeah, I'm just, just, just getting the timeline here. OK. Yeah, take, I think it takes time. I think that's something I want to get across to people through these journals is that, you know, things don't happen overnight. It's a process, right? Um, so I did that, and um, my whole family thought I was mad. Um, but I didn't have any fear around it. And I think sometimes intuition and inner wisdom or whatever it is that we want to call it guides us in a way where we feel completely safe. Yeah, I and, want to explore this so much more as we progress yeah. on this podcast. Just just before, because the question that's, I mean, you were in a beautiful flow and I didn't want to interrupt you, but, but the question that sprang into my head that I was itching to ask is, how did you have the guts to do that? And if you're in so much pain and so much darkness, it almost seems you wouldn't have the guts to do anything much but you had the guts to do that why what, what gave that to you perhaps we we'll come on to that later i just wanted to put that out there Carry yeah, on, yeah. Please. It's, a, it's such a great question and i i, I cannot sit now and we can we'll come back to it also for sure but i think there was i didn't feel like i had a choice um and also my i needed i sat down and i reprioritized i'm like right what is important to me in my life and it was at a point where my son was just about to start school so I could either carry on as I was, doing a job I hated, having to pay someone to take him to school and to pick him up from school and only seeing him every other weekend because he was at his dad's every other weekend, um, which just made absolutely no sense to me when he was the one person in the world that I loved and adored and wanted to be with. Or I could give it all up and try and make something work and show him there was some kind of inner light, some kind of inner strength that said, I want him to know that I can be better for him. Um, and that's what it was. Got it. Beautiful answer. Beautiful answer. And that was your, and that was your guiding light, a true desire, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. So it was, yeah, for sure. It was definitely an inner, an inner intuition, an inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I remember my brother, who's very sensible, very um, career-oriented. He's a consultant at KPMG. And he said to me... <laughs> you've got a business plan and a spreadsheet, right? And I went, nope. 
<laughs> and he just looked at me like, what are you doing? Um, and I think everyone kind of expected it to go wrong, but thought I'd, ha- I'd just have to get another job. And I think I had that, you know, like, I've got to give this a go. If it doesn't work, then I'll do something else, you know? And it, but it did work, and I did make it work. And so that's where the beginning of my healing came, really, because I started to, I introduced a spiritual practice into my life in the form of yoga. Yoga was a transition um, and doorway for me to a very, very different world. And that world is one of self-love and self-acceptance and loving who I am. And my story of hating my son going to his dad and the pain of missing him and not being ready to let him go and all of that started to ease when I accepted it. So it's exactly the words that you were talking about, Neil, of you know, the resistance is what's caused the pain. And as soon as I accepted my journey and realized that this is the situation and this is what I need to accept, then actually the pain started to ease. And the healing started to happen through a practice of, I was looking to manage the pain externally by numbing it through alcohol or food or whatever it had been. Whereas if I, when I started to let go, release and, and create self care in my life through a yoga practice which then developed in wanting to look after my body because I felt good so I started eating properly and I gave up alcohol and it all spiraled into you know complete self-care then I started to feel better I made room for love to come in for me rather than looking for it outside I love that because that's what so many people do that's what yeah. so many people... Well, we all do, y- yeah. You could be speaking... I think because I sent you an email the other day, didn't I? And I said, your message could speak to millions. And I've had similar situations in my life. Not not exactly the same, but the feeling's the same. And I recognise it in other people as well. And we all, we've all got our favourites. And we've all got our ways of numbing. Um, and eventually we all find our way, which... It, wow, you've really blown me away. It's not often I'm lost for words, but I, I actually am because it, it's—it's. It's, I think it's the power of you're just speaking to so so many people, so so many people. And this is why I'm so passionate about these journals because I think it's so important for us all to recognise that it's okay to feel, that it's okay to have these low periods, that it's okay to numb, that it's okay to use alcohol or food or wherever you are in your story right now, it's okay, but the answer lies within, the answer lies in love. Um, you know, I think for me, the the opposite of love is not hate, I think that's a really misunderstood um, or misquoted statement, and if, if there's hatred there, then there's, a, there's an upside down love because there's, there's a feeling but for me the, the opposite of love is fear yeah, yeah yeah and the fear of well, what was it that was taking me to that dark place the fear of not being good enough the fear of losing my child the fear of life not being how I wanted it to be the fear, you know I think that's a big piece isn't it my life isn't how I wanted it to be so I'm going to fight against it yes and paradoxically by not fighting against it now your life is how you want it to be Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly that. Because I think Jung said it, didn't he? What you resist persists. So yeah. the corollary, and I can never say that word, corollary of that, is what you what is what you allow or accept must go away. In yeah. in in that sense, and but now now you're taking it one stage further and inspiring other people, which I think is 
absolutely incredible. Well, this is why I wanted to call it the Warrior Journals as well, because I kind of see, you know, when sometimes when we, we feel, and I went through this process of feeling shameful, feeling shameful that I, you know, I started to put my story out there and I was so ashamed of the judgment. I was so frightened of the of how people were going to think of me. I was, I was ashamed of being a single parent. I had a, I had a lot of shame. I think... The, me you know, too, con- me too. Yeah, right? Mm, me there too, were, we, yeah. There were consistent emotion, shame, guilt, um, all of these kind of feelings that we all have as humans and how they show up in different ways, but they're all there in our stories. And this is why I wanted to call it the Warrior Journals because it's like you're wearing your warrior stripes. You know, you've got to have gone through it to be able to tell your story and... And we all have to some degree that there's no shame behind it. There's no there's there's no need to hide behind it because it is what makes you who you are, which is unique and so spectacular. And plus and the fact so you were, full of potential. And plus the fact you weren't doing anything particularly wrong in inverted commas in the first place. You you know were born into the world which had all those values, and you just weren't probably at a guess. And if I misrepresent you, tell me. But it was certainly my case. You know, too young to really think about what those values truly were, what, what your deepest values were. I mean, how many, how, many, how many conversations in our 20s did we have where someone says, so tell me your deepest values? It, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just, I mean... It doesn't happen, it right? Just, it, just does, it just doesn't happen. And if you asked me at 25, I probably said something that I couldn't repeat on a family podcast. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but you, know what I, you know what I mean? We've got different, you know, different priorities back then. I mean, for me, I was very career-orientated in, in, in my mid-20s. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to give that up for anybody, you know. Um, and, and maybe I didn't need to. Perhaps my approach was just a bit unevolved. It's, there's an evolution here, isn't there? There's an evolution in consciousness and an evolution in, in who we are, certainly in who you are, in who we all are. So and it, I think you bring and there's no sh- really... And there's no shame in evolution. <laughs> no, there's no shame in evolution. And I think it's such an important point because it's so easy to judge ourselves for how we were or look back and have shame or, you know, criticise where we were back then. And I think that's such an important piece of... You know, part of our healing is this bringing together of every part of ourselves. Um, and it's not, I went through a part of my journey of trying to hide what I used to be. You know, like I'm now this really healthy um, life coach and business coach and I have to have known all the answers and I can't let anyone know that I had this dark, this dark history and that that doesn't that doesn't get rid of shame. You can't hide it. You can't you know, put it in a bag and put it away somewhere. It, this is a you know it has to be expressed. It has to be explored, and it has to be accepted. I love that word. It's about bringing it with us and um, taking on our journey in this kind of shining the light on on our darkness and accepting it for who we are. And Carl Jung said we can't reach enlightenment. I don't know if any of us really do in our human this human experience but we don't reach enlightenment without going into our shadow self you know and actually much of our modern society we're so fearful of going into our shadow self that we don't go there but we're never going to heal but the shadow self isn't bad it's just disowned isn't it it's just parts of us that we are so ashamed of we have to to push down let's take your example being a single mum you know uh society in its judgments and ignorance would have uh, possibly judged you for that therefore mm-hmm. you don't want to be judged therefore you hide it but and then we develop all these behaviors around trying to hide the bits of ourselves we don't want to show when there was never anything to be ashamed about in the first place you know no one no one came along to you you didn't have a wonderful little angel sitting on your shoulder guiding every decision we all made the best decisions we could based on what we knew at the time and that exactly. and that mu- and that must be universally true your story is your power 
Anna Anderson, The Warrior Journals. Conversations like this are relatively new. These, these kind of conversations, talking about healing at this level, I've just never really heard them before. They were so few and far between. It would have seemed really abstract to me in the past, yeah. but now I find myself understanding it, after going through some dark times, understanding it on a much deeper level. And thank goodness, thank goodness that you're popularising want of a better word these things because otherwise people could be stuck in guilt or blame or shame or whatever horrible emotions and hold on to it all their life and maybe think they were never worth anything more and and obviously you're here to make a case of the complete opposite this is why i get so excited about about life because the way that i look at it neil is that we are we were all born with this unlimited potential and we come into this world and um, things happen and then we get stuck. So this layers into our belief systems, you know. So if I'd stayed at my belief system of, you know, I'm a single mum, I'm not worthy of anything else, I couldn't do anything else, I'm not good enough at, as anything else, I'm using alcohol I, and hiding away and my world would have slowly got smaller and smaller and smaller, then that's what my life would have become. But instead, I chose, made a different choice and decided to look at my belief systems and went through therapy and went through coaching and went through all these different tools and, you know, my practice of yoga and becoming healthy. And then my life became a different life. And this is why I think life is so spectacular and exciting that every single person has that potential. Everyone through choices. And, you know, some listeners might be like, yeah, not me. Not true. You know, everybody, and it's all, if we start to undo the beliefs that we hold, then we're full of this unleashed potential, which to me is just so exciting. Because if I was there and I'm here, then anyone can be, anyone can do this. I know that to be true. I know that to be a fact. And I also feel like we come into this life to, we've got to, we've got to get our warrior badges. We've got to get our warrior stripes to be able to, live the path that we were here to live we've got to go through the lessons that we we needed to be able to grow to become the person that we were going to become does that make sense it makes complete sense it it, it makes yes yes it does yeah, in, in, yeah. in a nutshell yes yes it absolutely you, does you know and i think you what you you know back to the point that you were making which is thank goodness that we're talking about these stories is that now i think we're so fortunate to be living in a time where you know, mental health is a thing and it's okay to feel. And, you know, this is relatively new still, that mm. we're, we're getting rid of the dogma attached to the shame and the guilt and the mental health and depression and anxiety and all of these things and starting to say, me too, or I don't want to use that, that hashtag, but, you know, I, I, know I, you yeah, it, I have that too. And the more we talk about it, the more we normalise it, and the more we realise that everyone does. Yeah, I, I had a burnout experience last year, right. uh, and I told people about it. I, I said, I'm, I'm determined to be completely honest. I even said it on air on my radio show. I mean, that wouldn't happen before. Yeah. I mean, you, you wouldn't dare talk about mental health on radio. And no one fired me, and all the people I talked to were like, oh, me too, which made me feel good because I felt I wasn't alone. And it made yeah. them feel good because it gave them permission to know that they weren't alone as well. Yeah, exactly um, that. It can feel so scary to put your story out there, but actually, the the fear is the the before you know the the, the fear of doing something. But actually, in the doing it, there's never any judgment. No. It's just a release of 
and, and support. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I found. I found a supportive, yeah. receptive attitude. And many, many, many people, and I don't mean it in the, in the Me Too sense, but saying, yeah, Me Too, me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah ab- ab- exactly. Absolutely. So it's number one, it's lovely to know you're in good company and you're not alone, but it's even more lovely to know that there are pathways out because we could all, you know, give each other a cuddle and say you're not alone, which is nice, but but you take it way further, don't you? And 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 just turn it into brilliance. Now, help me understand this. The darkest, darkest times, we've all been through them, but how how do you turn it into into, I mean, you use the word fabulous, you use the word brilliance, and you are. I've seen your website, I've seen your pictures, you know, your work is fabulous, you look fabulous. I, you know, you'd never have guessed that you've got that backstory. Not not at all, not, not for one nanosecond. But has everyone got their own individual path to to fabulousness? It, does it depend on the content of their story, what fabulous they become? I think you've already answered this by saying warrior stripes, actually, haven't you? It depends on the unique lessons. I I believe... And this comes down to our belief systems, which is very personal and very individual. That we come into the world to experience certain things so that we can grow. Um, and we've got to go through it. But if we fight against it, then we're not going to get that growth. And for me, that's where the sadness comes, you know, that we've talked about that, that resistance to things it prevents us from actually getting to our potential and then the, the gap gets wider and wider but actually by allowing us to go through that that grief if you will to grow and accept then we choose the path of least resistance and then we then we grow into who we're supposed to come anyway it's like we make it harder for ourselves by resisting the very thing that actually we want to get to can you explain what you mean a little more by path of least resistance yeah, I can. So for me, my path of least resistance was I don't want to go into the pain because it hurt too much and I'm too frightened of feeling it, so I'm going to drink it instead or I'm going to eat it instead or I'm going to numb it in whatever way I can instead. But actually that made it worse because I wouldn't allow myself to go there. But it's like I always reference, I don't know if you know it, the children's book, The Better Hunt. You can't go under it, you can't go over it, You've got to go through it. Mm. Um, and the quicker we allow ourselves to go through it, actually, there's a, there is greatness on the other side. Someone gave me, um, someone gave me a, a, a little wooden cloud once um, as, as, as a birthday present, and it said, after the rain comes the sunshine. And I think sometimes in our human life from a human kind of mindset when we're resisting going into the pain we stay stuck in the rain but actually it can't last forever if and and if we if we allow it to if we allow ourselves to move through it then that's the path of least resistance you know because it will go it will happen more quickly does that make sense does yeah, that it does. It? It, it, yeah it does it's just it's just basically stop the fight Stop fighting. Stop the yeah. fight. But I suppose the advantage now is there's, you know, professionals, yourself included, that, that can take people through this journey before. I don't even know if that would have existed. I think old school psychology would have just explored the past again and again and again and again and again and find out why you were the way you were. So the, 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 it's a bit of a booby prize. You know why yeah. you are. You know why you are the way you are, but you're still the way you are. Whoopie-doo. And this is the power of coaching. And, you know, I've been through therapy, and, and it's really individual, and you've got to own your own, find your own own thing that helps. Um, 
But for me, sometimes it doesn't need to be digging up your childhood and your trauma and your stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's really, um, you know, I'm not writing off all therapy at all. But actually coaching or forward thinking is like, okay, here you are. How are you going to move through this? Where do you want to be? And it's helping eliminate limiting beliefs and get rid of anything that's been preventing you from, from moving forward so that you believe in yourself and get to a place that you wanted to get to that you didn't think you could on your own. One thing I've noticed about therapy is it's sped up. It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot faster now. Right. And this, and this, yeah. and this uh, ties into your model, I guess. So you don't For have sure. to dig up the past again and again and again and again. And, and again. a lot of therapists are using coaching tools as well. So, you know, you go into it and then you come forward from it. And, you know, it's more, it's more, it's more fluid. And, of course, you need to look at those things um, in order to free them to move forward. Um, but the forward bit is the important bit too. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I mean, put bluntly, deal with the blimmin' past as quickly as you can so you can move on and create a great future. And now we've got the <laughs> tools to do it and we can do it quickly. I mean, I, I think about NLP and, ther- and uh, phobia, yeah. phobia cures. You know, it used to take six months to cure a phobia. Now it's done in 45 minutes. You know, yeah. so, and, and that's the advantage. That's the advantage of living in this sped-up world, healing sped-up as well. <laughs> so, I mean... It's been a fantastic conversation, and thank you for allowing me the the privilege of, you know, bearing witness to your story. Because you could be you're certainly speaking to me, and I know in this podcast you're going to speak to millions. And I'm really excited that I'm really pleased and excited that you're doing this. What can we look forward to in, f- in future episodes? Don't have to give specifics, just Jim. In in general, I'm putting together, a, I'm compiling a very very exciting list of people from all different walks of life with all sorts of different experiences. Real. Um, some real traumatic, some just eye-opening, some gut-wrenching, but all, all with the wisdom of this is where this took me. You know, this is where I went and this is where I am now. So, and for me, that's the, the real inspiration is that nothing defines us. No story defines us. It's just a part of our journey. And that's so incredible. And so I'm, I'm just so excited to be interviewing the the plethora of people um, that are going to be telling their stories and sharing um, to to all of us because you know it's, I'm going to be getting to hear them too. So yeah, Anna very Anderson. excited. Anna Anderson, the Warrior Journals, <laughs> the Warrior Journals. Good luck with it all. Thank you very much. Thank not, you. Not, not you. Need, not that you need luck. It's going to be absolutely, absolutely superb. I remember a brilliant quote actually because I, I love I love the way you say your story doesn't define you. I think it's it's Alan Cohen, the spiritual writer. He's one of my mm. favourites. Love mm. love Alan Cohen, uh, and he says uh, first we were fine, and then we were defined, and now we're becoming refined. I love that. Yeah, I do. Thought you would. Lovely, isn't it? Something a real this quote that's really coming forward to me and I don't I don't know if it's a quote or it's this um sorry I'm not sure where I got it from actually um but you know for a flower to be able to bloom it has to come from a seed and if someone was just watching that process of the seed breaking apart they would think it was just complete destruction but actually something very beautiful is coming through and um that for me is what our story is like you know it feels like complete and utter destruction it feels painful and dark and like we don't know the shape of ourselves anymore but actually through that becomes something very special the warrior journals with anna anderson streaming now on apple podcasts stitcher for android and here play anna anderson the warrior journals podcast